Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to the Prototype Podcast. Summer's over, and it's time to dive right back in. I was driving down the road today with my girlfriend. We were coming up to the house, and we were stuck behind a truck. And the truck had its blinker on, but it wouldn't turn. And it really frustrated my girlfriend. And it really reminded me of the recording that I made earlier that day. I had met J-A-S-O-N, Jason, R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S, Reynolds, 38 years old. And what Jason had taught me about was perspective. It's about how we see the experiences around us and are caught up in the day-to-day frustrations. But what Jason taught me was that life is good. After I graduated college, I immediately turned pro and was a professional golfer for 15 years. Um, Had played since I was a little kid, played all through high school, all through college. And uh, teaching was my favorite was my favorite thing to do with golf. That's why I loved it the most. And meeting people got to meet a lot of different types of people. Um, and I played a lot of golf too. Obviously, to be a golf pro, you're going to play a lot. So it was a very physical physical sport. Average game, I would shoot anywhere from. I was a plus two, so it was two under would under par would be what I would normally shoot, but it would give or take four or five shots just depending on how much I was able to get out that week. I quit the pro job that I had at a course and was in a life transition and it was going to take two years and give the PGA Tour a shot. I had somebody that was going to sponsor me and so I was going to just practice and try to see what I could do had acid reflux probably my whole life but but not it didn't get really bad until until the last three or four years um, and then it would I would get sick pretty much after every meal and the surgery was was recommended uh, I had done all the testing up to that point and it was I was a good candidate for the procedure so they scheduled me it was supposed to be a 30 minute procedure and six hours later and here we are. Myself would be number one. I was very, very into what I wanted to do, and that was kind of first priority. And I wanted to do what, what most people my age wanted to do. I wanted to have a career, and I wanted to make money, and I wanted to be able to travel and do neat things. I remember <clears throat> bits and pieces of... of what it was like when I was in intensive care, but for the most part, the first two weeks, I don't have really any recollection of. Right when the doctor was uh, cutting me open with the trocar, 
he pushed it in and it he went straight through my stomach muscle and straight through my stomach and sliced directly through my aorta just cut it right in half and then he looked up on the TV screen and saw that there was blood and realized oh hell I nicked this guy's aorta put out the signal for people to to come and assist and they happened to find the other surgeon in the hall he came in and in the process of opening opening me up and clamping off the aorta my pancreas liver spleen bowel and kidney were all nicked also so i had kidney failure and liver failure and developed pancreatitis and gastroparesis which is bowels and stomach paralyzed and uh Actually, I think the first three days I went went back in three different times just for various things. But it was first they were saying I wouldn't live through the day, you know. And then I made it through the first day, and then they said he won't live through the week. And then I lived through the week, and then it was he won't live a month. And I lived a month, and it's been that way every day since. 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 We all are going to die, and that's the thing that I have that that I that I know, and that that's why I don't worry about it. Is I, the truth is I could get hit by a car on the way to the hospital to get fixed and killed. So none of us know when our time is. But me, from a medical standpoint, I'm not supposed to be where I'm at right now. I'm not supposed to be alive. Okay, the first. Uh, Actually, when I first woke up, the first memory I had was speaking to my dead grandfather and my dead high school friend. That was the first thing I remembered when I woke up, and I told my wife and and the people in the room, I just talked to Grandpa and, and Matt, and Yankees suck was the other thing that I... That was the actual first words that came out of my mouth were Yankees suck. I'm a big Red Sox fan, so... Relationships are the most important thing to me now. Uh, just any relationships that I have with, with family, with friends, just with people that come in, into your lives and then leave. Uh, just relationships in general took on a whole new meaning um, pretty much from the get-go of this ordeal. Um, I just appreciate life so much more now. Just everything about it. The little things that most people would be bothered with. I used to be a frustrated person when I would drive. I was just, I had road rage and just would get so frustrated with how people drove. And now I just laugh at it. It's hilarious that I even acted that way. But I just, I appreciate, I appreciate people more now than I did before. And I, looking back, know that I was taking a lot of the important people for granted. And I don't do that anymore. Or at least I try not to. Family, yeah, family kind of being at the top of that list of, of people. Uh, family took on a whole whole new meaning to me too. I was grew up really with a close-knit family. We were I was close with all my siblings and we traveled together and we grew up together. Um, but the support that they showed me 
here is the kind of thing that they showed me throughout my life. It had always been there. But yes, I appreciate them a lot more. And I cherish the time that I get with them now. Um, and every time I see any of them, it's in my brain, it's what if I don't, I may not see this person tomorrow. So whatever I've got to say, I better, better say now. Just any relationship that I have now is more genuine and it's more open and, and honest and and I don't think that's how I lived before. In fact, I don't think that's how most people are. I think we put on our masks and go through life wearing our different masks and we're never really ourselves and I can't help but be myself now. started out and just kept a journal right after this happened and kept that for the first three and a half years and it's and it was private it was just for myself to read and my siblings have been bugging me forever to start a blog so that they could keep informed of what was going on because my health was changing day to day as it as it does now so it was more I had to started doing it to let the people that I was close to or that cared about me know what was going on physically and from there it just kind of spun into everyday life stuff amazing so many so many people that have have experienced trials themselves that have reached out and and sent me a you know a private email or or something that they don't necessarily want to make public i i've heard from hundreds hundreds of people you know that have gone through some ordeal whether it was a divorce or a physical thing like myself or a drug problem or whatever um, I've really felt that I almost am attracting those people uh, because we share that in common I appreciate you know when they've had a rough day at work and their boss was giving them a hard time and they come home and jump on and read my blog and I'm talking about how I just got back from getting stuck six times at the hospital to find a vein that works so I could hydrate myself and it's just a good dose of reality and puts things into perspective. I will wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning because I need to throw up and I'll go in the bathroom and throw up and then I usually won't be able to go back to sleep after that so I'll lay in bed while the dogs and my wife continue sleeping and we'll get up around 8 or 9. Uh, usually from there we'll drive up to the hospital and I will go in and get IV infusions which can last anywhere from three hours to six hours. Um, I'm doing that every other day now, so the days that I'm not doing that, I'm trying to hydrate and nourish myself here at home through my tube, but I'm pretty much flat on my back uh, most of the time. That's about the only position that's really comfortable because I have a lot of abdominal pain related to the medical issues. Um, on a daily basis, though, the, the main priority when I wake up is get hydrated and get nourished and clear my bowel and that's kind of the things that have to be the most important with the life that I have um, and those have to be the priorities or I just will whittle away. Yeah, no, sorry, man. I know I just I, keep on bothering you. back because I don't want to be in a position Bro, where you, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose the information from the But I'm not afraid to die. I, you know, I actually don't. I don't fear it. I think it's just the next step in a longer journey. Um, 
with the experience that I had during the time that I was out. Um, I had some things happen that that just firmly, firmly just, I just know, I just know what's next and it's not a scary thing. It's not something that we should be fearing. Of course, you'd be sad if you lose somebody, but but it's not a scary thing to me. It's just the next step in a journey that's longer. But I appreciate life, don't get me wrong. I love life. I love this mortal life, and I love living and breathing, and I love everything about it. The doctors have saved my life. As far as the doctors and the nurses and anybody that works at the hospital, they save my life every time I see them. So uh, I, I have a great appreciation and love for all of them. Financially speaking, it's terrible. The system's terrible. The drugs that that I have just to keep, just for my nausea, cost $4,000 if you had to pay out of pocket uh, a month. Every time I go in for an infusion, which is every other day, it's $1,500. So financially, it's it's a joke. The system doesn't doesn't work. I've got Medicaid that will last for a little bit, but they don't. They only pay so much. You know, they're still. I'm gonna either have to become really wealthy, or I'm gonna always be struggling every month. You know, to make it, just because the medical costs are just astronomical. The drug prices, unreal. That life is good. That life is what you make it. That you have a choice regardless of circumstance how you feel what your attitude is you can be one way you can you know grumpy and I could be totally upset about having to deal with this stuff or I could appreciate what I've got so honestly I, I would say two things I would want life is good to be the number one thing and perspective is the other just to keep perspective on things things aren't as bad as as they may initially feel at the moment that they happen you know and there's always options there's just be grateful for what you've got don't look for to get more you know just appreciate what you have and even on the simplest terms you have life and that's the greatest gift there is so money doesn't even come into that equation has no business in it Well, that's it. Jason's blog is available at jasonslifeisgood.blogspot.com. There's also a link from our website, www.prototypeproduction.net. You may also find us on iTunes. Just click on the podcast directory. Well, so long, and that's it. This is The Prototype. Prototype.